industrial accidents, ancient Solving poisoners, crime, poison prevention. Spills. This is Toxic History. It's my pleasure to introduce Dr. Suki Ati, who will be our next speaker. Dr. Ati is board-certified emergency medicine physician and medical toxicologist, and is also fellowship-trained in disaster medicine. She is assistant professor at the University of Alabama at Birmingham, and an emergency medicine residency program associate director and associate medical director of the Alabama Poison Center. Thank you so much, Dr. Ati. We're all excited to hear from you. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining in on this Toxicity webinar. Excited to be here. Thanks, Adam, for the opportunity. This presentation is entitled Counting Sheep in Skull Valley, Utah, uh, recounting events of March 14th, 1968. Again, my name is Suki, and I work for the Department of Emergency Medicine at uh, UAB in Birmingham, and I also work at the Alabama Poison Information Center. So on March 14th, 1968, in Skull Valley, Utah, it was a morning like most in the winter of 1968 in Skull Valley, Utah. It was cold, it had snowed overnight, there was snow in the hills, but if you looked a little closely, there were additional heaps of white that were scattered amongst the snow. Up close, there were thousands of sheep, some dead and some were spasmodically twitching their feet and some were frothing at the mouth. Environment Magazine later reported that shepherds from Skull Valley noticed that some of the sheep on the eastern slope of Cedar Mountain were acting in a very peculiar fashion. There were dazed, they were staggering, they were jerking their necks spasmodically to the side, and finally they were dropping to the ground, apparently exhausted and unable to rise. During the day, there were snow flurries and the sheep continued to graze and continued to lick the snow, and more and more of them in separate flocks showed the strange symptoms, and by night, many had died. Later, Sheep grazing even further away began to sicken and die. In fact, many sheep died within the next 24 hours. One of the people who responded to the event was a local sheriff at the time, Bill Pitt. And he's quoted here as saying, it was like a movie of death and destruction. You know, like after the bomb goes off, sheep were laying all over. We didn't know what was going on. And then we got a call that said the army had been testing nerve gas. It put a shock in all of us. So shock and disbelief had sort of echoed throughout the valley. And for reference, Skull Valley was actually adjacent to Dugway Proving Ground, a US military open air testing ground. Up until March 24th, sheep continued to die and the death total was thought to be between 6,000 and 7,000 total number of sheep killed in those 10 days. Here's a picture of some ranchers who were actually tasked with shooting sheep that were suffering and too weak to move and starving to death from not eating as a result. So around actually 600 sheep were shot within the 6,000 dead sheep. Initially, the army officials denied any sort of possible involvement. The army's initial reaction was that, you know, any sort of testing could not have really caused this incident. However, on March 21st, about a week later, the office of Senator Frankie Moss, who was a senator of Utah, revealed that Dugway Proving Ground, the Army facility that was close by, had conducted three separate nerve agent operations on March 13th, one day before this incident, from a Pentagon document. Um, and the event that was most likely responsible was actually an operation invo involving nerve agent VX. This information had been released to the media to the Army's consternation. The Army had supplied this information to the Utah government for official use only, but there were no clear restrictions on sharing the information. So moving back up a little bit, W. Proving Ground was actually created in the early 1940s 
by the US Army about 80 years ago. It's located in Northwestern Utah. It's approximately 90 miles, you can see on that map there, southwest of Salt Lake City in Toole County. The attack on Pearl Harbor 1941 had catalyzed a need for increased and improved military capability in many areas, including expanded knowledge in chemical and biological warfare, which is part of, a, of an arms race that had sort of accelerated throughout the world. Dugway Proving Ground was created in response to concerns that were expressed by the US, uh, US Army Chemical Warfare Service, which stated that it needed a remote testing and production facility to keep up with the chemical and biological arms race that had arisen throughout the world. In February 1942, Franklin D. Roosevelt, who was president at the time, withdrew an initial 126,000 acres of Utah land from the public domain for use by the War Department. Dugway Proving Ground was established and activated in March 1942. Chemical and biological testing was underway by the summer, and then throughout World War II, this testing continued and testing of different chemicals and biological warfare systems were conducted along with testing of antidotes and PPE that were used by the Department of Defense. After World War II, Dugway underwent numerous phases of brief, brief hiatus and was eventually a permanent Department of Army installation in 1954. The US Chemical, Biological and Radiological Weapons School was moved to Dugway Proving Ground in 1958. Much of the activity at Dugway Proving Ground was kept a secret. Several other chemical depots arose around the country that had similar function and similar production testing and stockpiling of chemical and biological weapons. While the nuclear arms race was a big part of the Cold War, the chem and biological arms race was sort of overshadowed by the nuclear arms race and the chemical, chemical and biological weapons arms race was another side of the entire arms race. Uh, the USA was estimated to have spent approximately $2 billion on development and stockpiling of chemical and biological weapons between 1961 and 1969. Dugway and the Skull Valley nerve VX nerve agent incident is the most famous Cold War domestic testing occurrence in history. So what exactly happened on March 14, 1968 in Skull Valley? It's believed that VX, a nerve agent, had somehow drifted out of Dugway into Skull Valley, which you can see here in this map on the right. It was likely through a combination of events where on March 13th, a high-speed jet had sprayed 320 gallons of nerve agent VX across the Dugway grounds as part of an open-air weapons test. The point of the test was not to test the agent VX, but to test the dissemination system, which included the nerve agent, the tanks, and the high-speed air jets. What may have gone wrong is that the agent was sprayed from a higher elevation than planned, allowing some of this agent to move from the Dugway area over the, over the Cedar Mountains here into the Skull Valley. In addition, unpredictable wind changes occurred, blowing the wind more eastward, carrying more VX particles across Skull Valley, and then where it also later rained, allowing precipitation to carry any suspended VX into the Skull Valley. Not to mention it also snowed, affecting the movement of VX down into the ground. The closest sheep were estimated to be approximately 25 miles from the release, and the furthest affected were approximately 45 miles away. As you know, VX is a very persistent nerve agent, much heavier than air. It sank to really low-lying areas and uh, likely persisted as a liquid at the lower temps with volatility that's probably comparable to motor oil. It's also very potent, as you know, so very little exposure likely caused a lot of toxicity. So at that time, 
Not much was known about nerve agent effects in sheep. So a number of stakeholders were involved in investigation of the aftermath, including the army, federal, state, and independent civilian scientists, along with veterinarians and ecologists from the Utah Department of Agriculture. VX was confirmed in the sheep and in the vegetation and in the snow. The agent was identical to test agents supplied by Dugway and confirmed that you know, the sheep were likely affected by eating contaminated vegetation snow and likely had percutaneous exposure that resulted in their illness. There's a lot of difficulty in determining the exact amount of exposure the sheep had and what other animals might have had in the area. And the cholinesterase levels were obtained from the sheep and they were found to be decreased. Forage from the area was also taken to sheep uh, elsewhere that were healthy. They also got sick and also were found to have decreased cholinesterase levels. Experiments at Dugway ensued where they were feeding sheep VX and they also developed similar symptoms. But there were some puzzle pieces missing for sure. I mean, even if you looked at some of the pictures I showed you, no one was wearing any sort of PPE. Um, you know, the sheep herders and ranchers were uh, handling the animals without any sort of protection, but uh, there were no human deaths reported. So if you think about the lethal concentration of VX per minute time of inhalation, it's around 10 milligrams of VX per cubic meter. So this essentially means that 50% of an unprotect, unprotected group would allow, sorry, would die following one minute of inhalation of air that contains 10 milligrams of VX per cubic meter. For comparison, hydrogen cyanide has a lethal concentration per minute of 5,000 milligrams per cubic meter. For percutaneous exposure, the exposure is similar, the lethal concentration per minute of uh, percutaneous exposure that would kill 50% of unprotected individuals for VX is also around 10 milligrams per cubic meter, as it's very persistent with low volatility and increases exposure times. So if you compare this to tabin, sarin, and someone which tend to be much more volatile than VX and evaporate from the skin more rapidly and therefore limit their skin penetration and exposure. So for these reasons, it was kind of strange that more humans were not affected, or maybe it was simply a sign that not much VX was in the environment. The army later states that it was very, very difficult to prove how much VX everyone was really exposed to. One family, the Peck family, which owned a lot of the sheep, um, reported having symptoms. The father of the family stated that he actually ate some snow that morning, and he felt very ill soon after. The symptoms of the family included nausea, vomiting, headache, earaches, runny noses, shortness of breath, abdominal cramping. So the army actually tested this family and other uh, residents in the area and cholinesterase levels were obtained from the residents in the area, including the Peck family. Army officials end up stating that the family cholinesterase testing results and other resident testing results were not conclusive of VX poisoning. But if you know anything about cholinesterase testing, you know that this can be very well be the case in a lot of instances. There were some other animals that locals noticed maybe were also subject to poisoning. There were animals like rabbits and birds that were found to be dead nearby, but there was no major reports of this found anywhere, uh, just sort of anecdotal findings. There were also cattle and horses in the area, uh, and they also did not seem very much affected by the exposure. So was it just that sheep were more unusually susceptible compared to other animals? That's maybe the case, uh, or they just had the highest exposure since they were feeding on the vegetation and eating the snow compared to the other animals that there were really no other animals out with them. So the army just you know, stated after the investigations that it was highly suspicious, but they remained skeptical that VX alone was causal in all of the sheep deaths and declared that the data was mostly inconclusive. So what eventually resulted from all this? 
Well, some of it was pop culture contributions. So one was a movie in Hollywood called Rage, uh, which was a drama about a sheep rancher who was fatally exposed to a military's poison gas. And the plot was inspired by the Dugway sheep incident. The other pop culture contribution was a Stephen King novel called The Stand, which also was inspired by the Dugway sheep incident. And lastly, the name of a band called, uh, sorry, a fictional metal band called the Skull Valley Sheep Kill, uh, which was a fictional metal band in the novel series Sandman Slim, which were written by author Richard Kedry. In addition, the incident coincided with the birth of the environmental movement and anti-Vietnam protests, which created an uproar in Utah and internationally and uh, throughout the U.S. in general. In addition, what else coincided was Operation Chase, which was an acronym for Cut Holes and Sinkum, which was a U.S. Department of Defense program for the disposal of unwanted munitions at sea, which also contributed to galvanizing public attention and outrage. In addition, in May 1969, rare antibodies of a disease called Venezuelan encephalitis were found in birds, cattle, sheep, and rodents throughout the Dugway, uh, around the Dugway base. Again, this put into question the safety of Dugway's testing. Soon after, President Richard Nixon took office in, in January 1969, and this was shortly after the Dugway incident, within the year. Members of Congress then pressured the administration to clarify U.S. policies on the use of chemical and biological weapons, as there had been no comprehensive review of this issue in the area for more than 15 years. Congress passed a public law in, 19, in uh, November of 1969 that forbid the, the use of open air testing of any lethal chemical or biological warfare agent, agent within the US. And then an executive order by President Nixon halted production and development of other chemical weapons or of chemical weapons in general. In addition, Dugway's research budget was cut by 60% at this time, and the federal government renounced the use of biological weapons in addition to chemical weapons. President Nixon's 1969 and 1970 policy statements limited the U.S. to a defensive stance regarding biological warfare. As a result, all live agent testing within the U.S. had to be limited, had to, be limited to secure laboratories and chemical weapons modernization essentially stopped. Subsequently, there was the ratification of the Geneva Convention on Chemical and Biological Warfare. This is sort of a uh, timeline uh, which shows how we eventually got to the Chemical Weapons Convention, which has been important for chemical disarmament, disarmament around the world. Around the time of the uh, Dugway incident, the Geneva Convention for chemical disarmament was held as an international conference and involved the uh, signing of the convention by multiple international partners and allies and ratification by these countries. Eventually, you know, despite the Geneva Convention, the Iran-Iraq war happened and there was uh, ongoing chemical weapons use throughout this war and other instances from which chemical weapon convention finally came, which was the eventual result of the 1968 conference, a Geneva conference on disarmament. The operation for prohibition of chemical weapons is what helps implement the body of the chemical weapons convention and carries out the chemical weapons convention in 192 countries today. And the duties include to destroy all existing chemical weapons under international verification. And it also includes investigations and surveillance amongst many others. And the OPCW, the Operation for Prohibition of Chemical Weapons, actually received a Nobel Peace Prize in 2013 for its work.
So back to Skull Valley, Utah, over the years, uh, multiple news media have identified through freedom of information requests that the military conducted at least one, almost 2,000 open-air chemical arms tests at Dugway during the Cold War, and that it might have spread at least almost, sorry, 500,000 pounds of nerve agent to the wind. And of course, this was not always confined to the base. The most important report that was probably the closest the Army came to admitting that the sheep were actually exposed to VX or the sheep's uh, death was actually likely from exposure to VX came, uh, came from this 1970 report that was released to the public in 1998 by reporter Jim Poole in the Salt Lake Tribune. The 1970 report acknowledges that there was difficulty in calculating exactly how much VX the sheep were exposed to on March 14, 1968, but concluded that it was possible that the quantity of VX originally present was sufficient to account for the death of the sheep. And the report described the evidence that the nerve agent being the cause of the sheep kill was incontrovertible. And uh, this report was compiled by researchers at the US Army. And they also confirmed that, confirmed that VX was found in both the snow and uh, in grass samples that were recovered from the area. But even after this report surfaced, the Army maintained that it, that it did not accept full responsibility for the incident and did not admit ne negligence and stated that the report was not published initially since it was not incredibly revealing. The Army did actually give uh, compensate the sheep herders at the time close to $1 million for their losses, their sheep losses. So today, Dugway Proving Ground has expanded in size to almost 800,000 acres. It uh, once had almost half of the US's chem and biological stockpile, but has since rid of it. Today, Dugway remains with a really skilled workforce of dedicated scientists, technicians, and other supporting staff, and still provides unparalleled testing, evaluation, training, tech support. They also offer and conduct specialized training courses and tests. And uh, Dugway is the Defense Department's leader in testing battlefield smokes and smokes and obscurants. And thank you so much for listening.